morning, good afternoon and good evening and welcome to another episode of The Season Keepers, a show where the only two people we recommend keeping for the season is us. My name's Matt, aka Clean Sheet Wipeout. And I'm James, aka FPL Drug. How you doing, James? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. So, uh, chucking it down where I am in Manchester at the moment, so I'm glad I'm inside. <laughs> well, we've had it uh, on and off pretty bad down here today, but thankfully we've got glorious sunshine now. It's been a, um, a busy weekend, hasn't it, analysing these fixtures? Oh, so it certainly has. There's a, it's a lot to get stuck into, especially with obviously the unexpected kind of game week one scenario we have with uh, no City, no United, no Burnley, no Villa. So yeah. it makes things a bit more interesting. Bit of a bollock for uh, for planning, but it does make things interesting to see um, what strategies people are going to take. Yeah, it certainly is. Um, I think I think there's a few different ones out there. I've seen a uh, talk of wild cards banded about. Um, I'm not a fan of that, but open obviously open to all strategies, really. Yeah, I've also heard it mentioned, and I think Planet FPL touched on it that um, there's talk around people potentially not even making a team for game week one. And then signing into the game is game week two. So they don't have the issue of having to then bring in United and City assets. But that's mad, think, isn't it? Yeah, you're going <laughs> to potentially miss out on a whole host of points. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'd advise against that person. Yeah, it's, it's not a strategy I'd particularly be looking at. And obviously, we can't because we've already signed up. <laughs> exactly. The, the most annoying thing at the moment for me, obviously, we're both looking to do Sky FF this season as well. And. Um, Sky haven't announced their fixtures yet, so there's not really much point in tinkering until we know who's playing on the Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Mondays. Very true, um, and we can't really talk about it until then, so for the official FPL viewers, don't worry, we're not going to mention it. Nope. <laughs> right, should we uh, get stuck into the fixtures then? Because we've got 20, 20 teams to analyse, and I think we're going to go through probably step by step, A to Z of uh, the teams, and see if we can pick out you know the best runs, who's maybe hot to get on to start with, who's who's not so hot. And um, look towards, you know, through the season, I know subject to change with blank game weeks and double game weeks, but there are periods that look some real favourable fixtures for uh, some of these teams later down the line. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I primarily focused on the first part of the season, but um, yeah, there's some there's some interesting uh, periods you can target. Yeah. Or avoid. Um, I think... Start with Arsenal, I guess. I've um, I've looked at Arsenal and obviously Fulham and uh, West Ham. First two game weeks, that seems pretty decent for them. I think a lot of people will be jumping on Aubameyang, particularly with City and United uh, blanking, which we'll touch on later. But yeah, I'm one of them with Aubameyang. I, I think that's irresistible, especially with uh, no City and United. So you can always switch Aubameyang to, to the likes of... Uh, Whoever, Rashford, Bruno, whoever you're going for, KDB. Yeah, I think Aubameyang to KDB in game week three might be one of those transfers that we see hundreds of thousands of people make. Yeah. yeah af definitely. After that, um, game week three seems ideal to maybe jump off of jump off of Arsenal. I think their fixtures turn a little bit. It's slightly, slightly trickier than the likes of City and uh, United. And maybe look... Game week 12 to 20, looking later down the fixture line, uh, seems very appealing for them. So, obviously, if Arsenal assets are continuing to find form and the likes of Aubameyang are still hitting uh, hitting goals and assists, then it might be worth looking back at them then. And again, I think Arsenal have quite a nice finish. 
So it might be something, you know, that we look at. I think they had a pretty strong finish to, to last season, obviously post-lockdown. I think game week 32 to 38, looking at it, they only play Chelsea away, is the top six club. So it might be another time, you know, if we're looking to make up points in many leagues, Arsenal might be one of those teams to get on. Yeah, they may well be. I think um, you make a good point about perhaps jumping off in game week three. You've got Liverpool, Sheffield United and City. Those are going to be tough games uh, for Arsenal. I think you'd maybe look to bench or even transfer out of Bamiang for those. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, Arguably, you don't want a 12, 12, 12 and a half million player on the bench. So you're probably going to want to transfer him out and then bring him back in. But obviously, uh, who knows? He might have accrued some value already then. Yeah, but that's the, that's the big doubt, you know. If obviously Hibamian hits four goals in his first two games, are we then going to be transferring him out for KDB, or are we going to be holding? Probably not. Like you, you're going to hold. You're going to think maybe he can carry on against Liverpool. Maybe Arsenal are looking really good. Mm. You never know. Um, I think it's just something to be mindful of with those for, those three tough fixtures. Even four, you can extend it five. You've got Leicester and Man, yeah, Man United after that. So it's, yeah, it would be a real tough run for Arsenal. From three to eight, definitely looks a tough run. Um, I'd like to move on to uh, Aston Villa. Um, obviously, no fixture for game week one. Um, and I'd say not, not great fixtures until get, at least game week six. I think, personally, I'd avoid them right up, to, up, up until game week six. Uh, before then, you've, you've got Sheffield United... Fulham being the uh, the only appealing one, and Liverpool and Leicester. Um, yeah. After that, you've got Saints, Arsenal, Brighton, West Ham, Newcastle. Potentially, you could get involved in them, but personally, I'll be. I think I'll be staying away. I think one of my drafts early did have Matt Target, but as soon as uh, the fixtures were announced and the blank was announced, he got replaced straight away. Yeah, I think. Goalkeeper-wise, is probably the only place I'm maybe looking at Villa with um, obviously Heaton coming back, uh, rumoured to be around game week five. So that might be a good time, you know, if you're looking for a, a goalkeeper with a good little run of fixtures, Heaton, Heaton might be the one if he's fit. Um, I think Villa really, really need to have their season tied up, though, probably by the seventh last game of the season because... <laughs> Looking at it, they play Liverpool, City, United, Tottenham and Chelsea in their last eight games of the season. Which I think's mad. If, if you look at that as a Villa fan and uh, you're fighting for relegation come that point, it's, it's going to be tough. Yeah, I think they're going to be aiming to hit uh, at least 35 points before they get to that run. I think yeah. otherwise they're going to be worried. They're going to be thinking about relegation. That certainly would be, and obviously, yeah, they had the scrap this season. I don't particularly think they want to go through that again. No, no, definitely not. Shall we look at, let's, let's move on to Brighton. Um, I don't think there's a lot, to be fair, to talk about Brighton, personally. They've, they've got quite a mix of a season. I don't really see many runs uh, that I'd jump on, you know, for four, five, six fixtures. Maybe the best one being game week 23 to 29, where they've got four home games. And then the trips in between that are away trips to Burnley, West Brom and Saints. Other than that, I don't think there's a good run. Obviously, you, Brighton, you could bring in Matt Ryan and Button. A lot of people are bringing them in just to set and forget goalkeepers. But I don't think I'll go that way. Um, Brighton, I agree. Other than that, I'd avoid 
Yeah, I got burned. Obviously, I did the whole Ryan Button thing last season, and um, my issue was I held that pretty much throughout the season until till lockdown. So if you do jump on, it might be worth considering which way you go so you don't get stuck with a goalkeeper that then gets ones and twos when you've got others around you, you know, hitting on good good fixtures and um, claiming those clean sheets. Yeah, I think uh, it's about finding the, I guess, maybe not necessarily new Pope, but someone who will perform close to the ability of Pope last season. Mm. I think Ramsdale is a potential candidate for that. I think he made a lot of saves at Bournemouth, but... Um, in a stronger Sheffield United team, he could be um, could be a good one to own. Yeah, it's a real shame he didn't come in at four point five, but I think <laughs> that's what everyone was gagging for. But uh, sorry, lads, it's uh, it's going to be five. <laughs> out, out of that Sheffield United defence, he's probably the one I'd, I'd like to go for. I think the others yeah. maybe have been priced slightly too high. Quite a few of them at five. I so I think that's been uh, basically a problem due to their performance last season. Really, yeah. they've uh, actually suffered as a result in terms of FPL attractiveness. Yeah, definitely. Do you want okay. to no, not um, Burnley. Yeah, we'll go, we'll go on to Burnley. Um, again, no fixture in game week one. Have their defensive assets, I'd say, are more, much more attractive than Villa's. You could look at owning from game week two or even just benching a player in game week one. I think, personally, I'd, I'd look at uh, Charlie Taylor at 4.5 million. Okay. I think he's the sort of option that I'm looking at. Um, attacking wise you could go Wood or Rodriguez but personally I'm not um, but that's not worth discounting for other people I've just got another player in mind at that price point which I might reveal later yeah why not <laughs> yeah, I think um, Taylor is definitely one I'm looking at it's just a shame that they've got that blank in game week one because it is it I'm is uh, for me I was a big fan of Burnley Assets last season I'm like oh great there's blank game week one um, but I think after that, I think you might as well jump on. Yeah, I think maybe looking slightly far ahead in the season um, towards just before we get the wild card. Game weeks 13 to 17 for Burnley looks favourable. Uh, playing Villa, Leeds, Sheffield United and Fulham in that run. You can see a few clean sheets there, yeah. definitely. Obviously building up to that, that Christmas period, it might be quite a good time to jump on Burnley assets. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd agree with that. Do you want to move on to Chelsea? Yeah. Um, Chelsea are a big talking point at the moment, aren't they? The amount of transfers that they're making. Obviously, they've brought in Werner. Um, yeah. Kai Havertz potentially is uh, going to be announced. And obviously, they've got ZH as well. The, the question is, I guess, what, what are they going to do with them? Um, I think they've got one of the best starts to the season, as well, in my opinion. The first 12 games. Uh, admittedly, they've got Liverpool at home, United away, and Tottenham at home. But other than that, the, the other nine games are very winnable. It's just yeah. a game that Pulisic is looking unlikely to start the season. But hopefully, you know, eight point five, he's he's fit and firing a go come game week two. Because I think a lot of people will have Chelsea assets. You know, the first four out of five games include Brighton, West Brom, Palace, and obviously Saints. So many people are going to have Werner, at least. I've seen him in a lot of drafts. Um, we'll also touch on Chelsea a little bit later. Uh, we've got a question in regarding uh, Chelsea assets. Um, but, yeah, I think Pulisic is the main kind of issue to be aware of uh, when, when and how he's 
brought back into the team. He might be he might start on the bench. He may be sort of phased back into the team. He might come back straight away. We don't know. He is that Chelsea. He might just get straight back in, blood him with a 90, 90 minute display, and then everyone's gone. Uh, we're going to have to wait and see see how he gets on. Yeah. Well, the the other question would be. Do you know the likes of Havertz and Ziyech get the same treatment as Pulisic did with Lampard? So, you know, coming on for 30 minutes, not, not getting the games that everybody expected them to get to start with, and then slowly being integrated into the team. Because I think that, that seemed to really benefit Pulisic. Yeah, potentially. I feel like uh, maybe Havertz might stand more chance of starting. Um, but again, it's all hearsay until we actually see what happens in the first couple of games. Yeah. Like we're, we're obviously not Frank Lampard uh, <laughs> as much as we think we are. <laughs> yeah. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah. No, I think they're, um, they're one to watch. Would you maybe look at Chelsea defensively as well as offensively um, for those first five, six games? Potentially now. Um, obviously they've made some, some strength, strength, strength in that defence. So, I guess maybe you could see the first game or jump on straight away. Uh, I think I'll, I think I'll admit I've got um, Aspilicueta in my current draft at the moment. Yeah. Just, yeah, okay. just, I know that's a, that's a shock. Yeah, it's six six million. He's he's quite pricey, but mm. it's a wait and see. He may not be there come the start of the season, but at the moment I quite fancy taking a punt. The only issue is the fact that they've got Kepa and Goff in there. We yes. I've uh, currently got only one premium defensive asset, and that's Alexander Arnold. The rest are four point five. Wow! I, mean, I think I've in the moment gone gone three, but we can maybe touch on that later. Yep. Palace. Uh, okay, Palace. Yeah, uh, I think if you're looking at Ferguson at four million, then his fixtures are kind of irrelevant at that price point. It at that price, you're not you're happy if you get a player that starts. Um, and even if he doesn't start at four million, he can just sit on your bench and give you money to spend elsewhere. I think um, a lot of people are going to have Ferguson, and if he starts, it's a bonus. I wouldn't necessarily jump straight off if he doesn't start. Yeah, because obviously they've got Man United and Chelsea away in the first four. So. Yeah, I think he's going to be. I think he starts the first game for me due to the benching of United assets, which I'll touch on later. Okay, um, but. Yeah, he's uh, he's in my team. I think they've also got um, a reasonable run from game week five to thirteen, where I think the toughest toughest games on paper look to be Wolves and Spurs. So yes, uh, I've put for other options. Just wait until uh, game week five. Um, you've got Newcastle, West Brom, Leeds, and Fulham all straight after game week five. Yeah, I think going to target some uh, Palace attacking assets. That's when you're going to be thinking of the likes of IU. Maybe even Milivievich, depending on pens. I mean, yeah. he. everyone talked about that last season, and admittedly he didn't get many. But the season before, he obviously got a ton of penalties. If they were to start winning penalties again, then um, he would actually be a decent option, especially as his prices dropped by like a million, I think. Yeah, seven. I guess. Whether um, Zaha becomes an asset as well. I think, again, I think Zaha is at that tricky price point where there's some better mm. players that you can maybe get Slightly There's more consistent players as well at that price point. I think uh, consistency is Zaha's problem, um, but it's still not worth. It's still worth around that time seeing how he's doing. Yeah, no, agreed. 
Everton. Um, I think they've got a reasonable start. They play Spurs away and Liverpool at home as the only two top six teams in their first seven. Other than that, they look to have a pretty good end to the season from 28 to 38. Um, they've got Tottenham at home, Arsenal away and City away in that run. But other than that, they don't play any of the other top six teams. But I don't think I'll go anywhere near them. Everton are one of those teams that, for me, you avoid. Like I think Luca Dean, priced at six, is too expensive when you've got the likes of Doherty and you know, yeah. Trent, Robbo, VVD, all similarly priced in around the six to seven bracket. Um, Siggy, well, he went off the boil last season, but we know what he can do. So if he could replicate the season before that, you know, he's an asset. And up top, um, I think Richarlison is probably slightly less attractive to me now because being moved as a forward, his um, points you know, won't be as much. Um, you've got Calvert-Lewin, but is he now fighting for a spot against Moise Keane? I just, I just don't know. And uh, I don't rate Pickford personally at all. So no, I agree. Me too. So I think from, I don't, can't see Everton's assets being owned particularly highly um, at the start of the season. I think I, I echo your thoughts there. I think um, I personally avoid Everton. I, I think maybe we could be writing Richarlison off at, at our peril. I think he could deliver, especially at 8 million, but I'd say safer options are Ings and Jimenez at that, that option. Mm-hmm. I just pay the extra 0.5 mil and get Ings or Jimenez. Yeah, for now, yeah. And if he does start to hold, it's that price point where you can, you can jump off of you know, sayings or Jimenez and, and get onto a Richarlison. But... I'd want to see kind of how they set up in that first game um, away to Tottenham yeah. because they've got what, West Brom at home, Palace away, Brighton at home. If they do look decent in that first game, then there's no reason why you can't, you know, be aggressive, take a minus four and bring someone like Richarlison in. Agreed, agreed. You might need that extra 0.5 million then. Um, personally for me, yeah, he's a, a wait and see. Um, on to uh, Leicester. Uh Ooh. Technically leads. If um, this is one thing, and it's been picked up on a few other podcasts that I don't like about the FBI website, leads come before Leicester in the alphabet. Oh, okay. I've uh, I've done Leicester. You can do Leicester, and I'll do Leeds. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. <laughs> um, so I'll go. I'll go Leicester. Um, City aside, uh, very good fixtures to start the season with. You've you've literally got West Brom in the first game. I think Vardy could easily back, bag a brace and he's, he might not even be in that many teams. Yeah. I think he's not even in my team. And I'm saying this. <laughs> he is someone you've got to look at for game week one. I think. Um, and he, he, he does deliver, doesn't he? Yeah, the, I guess, you know, there's also Madison and Barnes, both at seven, seven million, I think, this season. Could be yeah. good shouts of fit. It's a shame that Carrera won't be fit to the start of the season not due back until October because I think he would be a good option it, but, he, he was but then you get the cheaper option of James Justin to yep. available so I think potentially for me it's Justin and Vardy the ones to consider um, but also obviously the uh, James Madison is also someone you could think about mm. getting in I guess maybe Leicester's one to avoid in terms of defensive assets I know that the fixtures look kind to start the season but Evans picking up that red um, at the end of last season he's suspended so they're going to have to fill the gap somewhere back there yeah exactly um, perhaps 
perhaps just an aside, I'd probably stay away. Yeah, but oh, um, another another little snippet. I've got Jamie Vardy in my draft at the moment. You I do? Think, uh, to start the season, those, those fixtures look favourable. And at that price, he's quite an easy asset to then jump off of to maybe go to someone like Martial, who's cheaper. I'm, or if I can save that. I'm thoughts now of uh, not benching Martial and playing Jamie Vardy. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, or um, even. Sorry, not my team, but, uh, I may have a, a rejig. <laughs> if I can save that 0.5 elsewhere, I could also upgrade Vardy to Aguero, which I think is mad that you can make that jump for only half a million. Yeah, yeah, that, that's. That's insanity. Another one that's in my thoughts that isn't actually in my draft. Uh, it's a bit of a headache, isn't it? <laughs> oh, it definitely is. But, um, yeah, they're definitely one to watch for me. I think Leicester could, could go well going forward in the first few game weeks, but I want to keep an eye on pre-season, see how, see how they line up and see how they look. Okay. Do you want to go, do you want to go on to Leeds? Yeah, I'll, I'll jump back in the alphabet. Alphabetically uh, before Leicester. <laughs> They, they've got a very, very tough introduction to life in the Premier League, in my opinion. They uh, play Liverpool away, City at home, and Wolves at home in the first five game weeks. Which, I was I was very tempted by the, the price points of those Leeds assets. You know, a lot at four and a half million. Don't think I'm going to go anywhere near them for the first game weeks now. Maybe the fixtures seem to turn come wild cards like 18 to 23 looks favorable and they also have a really kind last five games of the season so you know if they are comfortably safe or looking good defensively might be good options to save a few pennies elsewhere and um, jump on them but for now Leeds are a wait and see for me as much as you know I, I like the idea of ailing Dallas I, I wouldn't be playing them even at four and a half million not with those fixtures yeah, I'd say they they do have a fairly tough start um, to the season. Um, I think they could they do have the potential to surprise. I think maybe not to the extent of obviously like Wolves had, but I think they could have the odd like good day, so to speak, mm-hmm. raise their game. Um, I've currently got a Leeds player in my draft, which is a uh, Klitsch. Oh yeah, sure yeah I've seen him. Pronouncing his name correctly, but he's a five point five in five point five mid. He's who I've got. At that price point, um, alongside some maximum, uh, also I he's on pens as well, isn't he? Yes, I saw he's on pens and um, got. He's, he seems to be a decent player. Um, yeah, he's he's more, that's more of a punt for me. Um, so he's he's currently in the team because um, I feel like opening day they could even surprise Liverpool. To be honest, well, yeah, no, more likely to surprise um, other teams, but. I think I'm just uh, punting him, really. Well, yeah, I think under Bielsa, they could they could surprise anyone. I'm definitely intrigued to see where they're going to finish this season. I think they'll be comfortably mid-table, but whether they can push on and be the leads that you know we, we, we want them to be, not so sure. We'll have to see. I think they need to strengthen up top. I don't think Patrick Bamford is the answer to their uh, Premier League goals. I'd agree with that, to be honest. Um, I think they need, do need more going forward, um, but I'm not. Uh, yeah, I'm not saying by all means they're going to finish in the top eight. Like I, I just think they're going to have a slightly better season than you'd expect from a promoted team. Yeah, I, I think they'll be the best of the three promoted teams personally. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Should we jump on to uh, first of the big boys? Man City. 
Yeah. Liverpool. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I've, uh, I've jumped the gun there, haven't I? <laughs> Go ahead, do Liverpool. <laughs> oh, um, okay, I'll do two in a row. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think their first three fixtures, you've got was it Leeds home, Chelsea away, Arsenal at home. Now, th- there's a lot of talk at the moment about you know TAA, Salah, and I think we've got a question which we'll touch on later. Um, whether you go without Liverpool assets to start with. I think you'd be mad, personally, because that, that Leeds game, they, they, could, they could go mental. Um, and then from then, you know, you're talking price rises that you're struggling to jump on them. But from game week three or four all the way to game week 18, I think their fixtures are they're incredible. They only play, um, just looking at it now, Man City away, game week eight. Looks the toughest game um, in that run. Yeah. But if you can go from game week four to game week 18 and not really have an FDR four game other than that. You're talking, what, triple Liverpool, maybe? Yeah, yeah, quite comfortably, I'd say. Um, I I'm, I think I'm currently on double, but uh, I may have to think about Alexander uh, arnold um, potentially, potentially jumping off of Salah on game week one, which may be a mistake. Um, I think my cho- choice is between Salah and... Aubameyang to jump off of to move on to KDB so okay. I've, got, I've got basically got to decide which two I want out of Salah KDB and Aubameyang um, potentially I guess I could uh, jump off of Aubameyang after his first two decent fixtures and then move him to KDB mm. keeping Salah which may be the, the better decision which is coincidentally not what I'm actually thinking of doing currently but um, I think it would be the most common decision hoping these things through helps no, yeah, definitely. Um, I think they've also got, looking at it, a really good end to the season. Um, game week's 31 to 38. The only tricky fixture in that looks like Man United away. So I, I fully expect Liverpool to be challenging come Christmas, New Year, you know, for that top spot. And if there's uh, not many points in it come the end of the season, they've got eight, eight games there that I can see at least 20, 21 points. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm, I'm expecting Liverpool to, to go gung-ho again, personally, and take Man City all the way. Yeah, and I also expect um, Alexander-Arnold and Robertson to carry on their form. I don't, yeah. think, I don't see any signs of them uh, going off the boil. I think uh, Robertson is a good player to potentially double up with yeah. Alexander-Arnold, because 7 million, if you think about it, compare him to a 7 mil mid, I think he's good value. Yeah, well, especially as... Um, Trent hasn't beaten Robertson's record uh, points total in FPL yet. Yeah, he's only half a million cheaper. So I think we'll, yeah. we'll probably see a lot of double ups, TAA and Robbo to start with. And then it'll be either the choice of Salah or Mane. But the majority, looking at percentage own, seem to be going Salah. Yeah, yeah, I think Salah's the main man, really. Um, you've got to have him in game week one. Um, it's just whether, what you do with him after that. Mm. But I think, obviously, he's one of if not the best player in the game yeah I'll be holding up there with KDB <laughs> do you want to um, go City then seeing as uh... I'll, I'll go City now uh, <laughs> um, so uh, personally City I think I wouldn't worry too much about fixtures you can overthink things I think City are generally very strong whoever they play uh, I'd say if you want them 
bench them or bring them in for game week two. So you could have KDB sat on your bench for game week one, or what I'm doing is uh, bringing them in with my transfer for game week two. Whoever it is, I'm sw- swapping out out of Salah or Bamiang. He will okay. be coming in game week two. Yeah, because just looking at the fixtures, they they've got quite a tough run um, all the way up until game week twelve, really, because they play Leicester, Arsenal, Liverpool, Tottenham, and Man United in those first twelve games. But like, like you say. City on the day can beat anybody. They can, and you've also got Leeds, Arsenal, West Ham. Like West Ham, they love beating West Ham. <laughs> <laughs> In the cup or the league, they, they, they tend to turn them over. So I think um, you don't want to be cityless for a fixture like that. No. Where I think Sterling, KDB, whoever, Aguero could quite easily get a hat-trick, no problem. Yeah, I think they're very much KDB-focused fixtures as well. He seems to perform well against the big boys. So, obviously, the debate, KDB or Sterling, I'd be going towards KDB for, for that little run, at least up till game. Yeah, I'm, I'm still with KDB as well. Um, I wouldn't uh, question anyone bringing in Sterling, though, to be honest. Yeah, and um, just looking a little bit further ahead, 13 to 20 through 22, their fixtures turn, and they, they've got a lovely run. The only tough fixture I can see on paper being there is Chelsea away. Um, from the top exactly, top. and if you've um, if you've already got them in, then you don't have to worry about bringing them in. You don't have to carve up your team. You've already got KDB. Then you're not thinking, how can I get him in? No. Um, so I think personally, think of what city assets you want and put them in from the, from game week two. Yeah, and just just looking towards the end of the season, I'm I'm very glad to see that they've also got a favourable run from 31 to 38. So you know there could be a real contest there of uh, both City and Liverpool picking up points. Yeah, it may be difficult to cram uh, six players from those clubs in. Uh, <laughs> it be, but it might be necessary. Yeah, it may well be. Would you like to move on to the next one? Go on then, I'll do Man United. So, another blank, which uh, makes things tricky. And uh, there's a lot of talk about, you know, which, which direction people go. But I think from game week two, you know, they've got Tottenham game week four, Chelsea Arsenal back-to-back seven and eight seem the toughest run on paper, but you know, United post-lockdown were incredible. If they can take that form from post-lockdown into the start of the season, you've got to be on at least, I think, two of them. You yeah, know, definitely. Most favorably, I think Martial, obviously, we've mentioned nine million. I've no idea how he's ended up a million cheaper than Jamie Vardy, half a million cheaper than Firmino. You know? Yeah, I think Martial and Greenwood have been underpriced, and that's they're both in my team. Yeah, understandable why I think they've got another kind end to the season um, from probably about game 29 game 32 is the the toughest test I think of, uh, no no 34 Liverpool at home it's probably the hardest the hardest game for them but there are periods during the season I think you, you probably want to be in at least at least double man United defensively not so sure um, you've got the fight at the moment between what Henderson and David Hayer. I'd like to see Henderson get the spot. As would I. Uh, I think it'd be good, a good opportunity for him to show that what he can do at a, a huge club. Oh yeah, no, I think a lot of the people in the community would also like to see that, which says a lot about um, David Hayer. You know, if you're if you're looking at Henderson over him and. Percentage owned, it's, it's really close at the moment. I know it's quite low because they blank. But if we see in pre-season that Henderson starts to get more minutes, 
It'd be a big time. I think that'll improve them personally because David Hay was making mistakes, you know, towards the end of the season. And uh, if they can get a fit back line, you know, and have you know Henderson as solid as he is and in goal, he'll be looking to fight for his uh, Euro place as well, won't he? So, yeah, exactly. I think it'd be worth uh, it'd be worth considering bringing him in because he would add that strength to the defense. Uh, they'd be more the defense would be more confident in him as well. Yeah. Um, I think there are obviously you don't want your defense second guessing your goalkeeper. So I think uh, I mean United's defense wasn't bad last season. It was just uh, you just lost a few clean sheets due to De Gea's silly errors. Um, but yeah. I think Henderson, he, I guess it, yeah, he he's definitely one one to worth thinking about, providing he obviously starts. Oh yeah, I think um, Roy Keane would definitely like to see Henderson over David Hare by his comments at the end of the season. <laughs> Yeah, he had a few a few things to say about the head, didn't he? He <laughs> really did. Yeah. Um, Newcastle, do you want to have a look at them? Yeah, so uh, I've gone personally, I've uh, gone on to Sal Maximan. Um, I think he's have. a very potentially explosive player, which also, also I think he could perform in any particular game. I think he's not necessarily restricted to the easier fixtures. Um, I'd say the fixtures wouldn't deter me if I if I wanted an asset. They're not they're not amazing, but they're not terrible either. Hmm. I think you're looking at West Brom, uh, West Brom, West Ham, Brighton, Tottenham, yeah. Burnley. It's not it's not it's not horrific fixtures wise. That's no, not a terrible stuff. So I think I yeah I'm gonna definitely have Sal Maximan to start at five point five. I think he's. It's a very good price. I think he's underpriced. I'd say 6.5 is what I, what I was expecting, but uh, 5.5 is a very good price. No, I didn't expect him to be priced um, half a million cheaper than Almiron as well. Yeah, no, neither did I. I thought they'd be uh, the same or even some maximum. Oh, yeah. Premium. I think Newcastle will be looking to pick up points, particularly well, game week 7 to 14 look favourable because they've got a horrendous Christmas and New Year where they play City, Liverpool, Leicester and Arsenal in the space of five games. So uh, yeah. as a Geordie, I'd be, you know, I'd be hoping that they'd have some serious points on the board before they get into that Christmas period because in such a short space of time, their, their season could turn. Yeah, well, uh, let's not forget, like if I uh, still have some maximum, um, I'll be benching throughout that period, I think. Um, he may not even survive that point. Like, yeah, he, that's what I mean. There's plenty yeah, of players. This platform, we may chop and change our team in the first few games weeks as you're getting a feel for things. Um, obviously, like you see these gems that come out that are like five mil that have been underpriced that you haven't even thought about pre-season. Yeah. All um, right. And I guess start- the, the, the 5.5 million price bracket, you know, it's quite, quite a good one. Um, to then move off and bounce between players because you've got you know Armstrong for Saints, Suchek at half a million cheaper West West Ham. There's um, even you know half a million more if you want to jump on the likes of Pereira for West Brom. Could potentially uh, go big. I think he'll be a real talisman for West Brom this season. So it, it's Definitely. that nice he's a very good assister, and, um, good at setting goals up. Like he's a very talented player. Um, I think he came from was it Sporting Lisbon. Um, great player, strong season in the championship, and well, I reckon he should be able to make the step up. It's just whether he's got a decent enough players around him. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see how he does. Yeah, me too. Me too. 
Should we? Um, I'll bounce on to Sheffield United then. Um, the first eight game weeks for them, I think, look pretty tough. Uh, Wolves at home, Arsenal away, Liverpool away, City at home, Chelsea away. In the first eight game weeks, I think it, it could well be. I know some Sheffield United fans won't won't like me hearing this, but it could well be a bit of a blessing that they missed out on Europe because to have tried to go through the Europa League group stages and deal with that run in the first eight game weeks, they may well have struggled. If they can focus on the done. That's a a really good point, actually. Uh, Something I've not even thought of. Um, I'm personally not too keen on them, uh, Ramsdale aside, Mm. um, especially for that run. Yeah. I think after that, game weeks 9 to 18 look pretty good. They play Leicester at home, Man United at home in 11 and 13. But other than that, um, they've got a nice, nice little set of fixtures. But again, it's probably only defensive assets that you'd, you'd want to look at. There's some clean sheets in there. Obviously, Brighton, Palace, maybe Newcastle, they've got West Brom, even Saints away potentially. But I wouldn't be looking at them going forward if they are looking at keeping clean sheets. Ramsdale, Egan, you know, you might want to be jumping on them for that little run. Just as cheap assets that get good clean sheets and even bonus points. Yeah, I feel they may even regress this season. I think uh, it's not like it's not for certain, but I feel like it'd be hard to have the same season they had last season again. Yeah. I feel like they may be mid to lower mid table this season, which again I think is bloody brilliant for Sheffield United. Um, you know, no, I don't think anybody expected them to be as good as they were last season. So oh, no. even if Definitely. they were to get you know comfortably mid mid table or you know, 13th, 14th, I think, you know, surely they'd take that. As long as yeah. you know, secure yeah, something comfortably, then I'd run with it. And again, they're, they're one of those teams where you can you can jump on, you know, defensive assets and you, you generally expect them to not concede many anyway. So even if they are, you know, chipping the odd goal, they're rarely losing by three or four. Yeah, they're a very well-organised team. Um particularly with their defence. I like the way that occasionally even the centre-backs bomb forward as yeah, well. Yeah, you've got like, uh, I think it's Basham, isn't it? And it, go, it goes forward. And Egan. Egan yeah. was quite a strong player towards yeah. the yeah, yeah. last season. Uh, from corners especially. So if there's any teams that are weak at set pieces, could potentially uh, target having him in your team. No, of course. Obviously, maybe not for a one-off, but maybe for a, uh, a period where their fixtures... Well, as you mentioned earlier, later on in the season, sort of from game weeks, sort of nine yeah. onwards, could could jack him in. Yeah, of course. I'll let you. Uh, I'll let you do our club Saints then. Yes, the Saints. I think we've got really good fixtures. It's a great run, really and good. I wouldn't discourage people from tripling up on Saints. I've seen people actually trying to get more than three players <laughs> from Saints in their team. I've seen a few screenshots, uh, too many players selected from Southampton. Uh, I think I'll, even I've been there. Um, I think I've got, I'm have got i on three at the moment. I've got McCarthy, Ings and uh, Carl Walker-Peters. I think Carl Walker-Peters is great value. Ings is, I'd say, still great value for money, his price and his consistent, providing he can stay injury-free. Yeah. And McCarthy may change, to be honest, in my team. Uh, he's just there as a 4.5 mil goalkeeper at the moment, but uh, I may move Move him on, maybe yeah, upgrade Ramsdale. I'll see, see how I feel. That's definitely the uh, the most common triple up I've seen. I know um, 
there is talk of people going Che Adams over Ings, but for me, it's Ings. It's a, it's a bit of a risk. Um, it could pay off and save yourself uh, two and a half million, but it is still a risk. Yeah, big time. Um, as always, though, just looking at the fixtures <laughs> later on, our December and January looks ridiculously tough. Arsenal away, City at home, and Liverpool at home in the space of five game weeks. Yeah, I'm probably wise downgrading then, uh, moving down to a, just an Ings, maybe, because yeah. Ings, yeah. I'd say, can perform against anyone, so you might as well keep Ings in. Yeah, Expecting I wouldn't generally down. advise doubling up on Saints' defensive assets, and obviously mainly because I've got Saints at heart as well, and uh, we do we do ship the odd goal. But it is there. The fixtures, especially at the start of the season, are worth jumping on. If we do keep clean sheets, I don't think many will have the double up. They'll at least have one. So it could be a nice little differential to, to get you up the ranks early on. Yeah, uh, I think that's a fair shout. And I think the likes of uh, Jack Stevens, if he's starting, um, I think would be good for bonus as well. He tends to tends to get a decent amount of bonus points. Yeah. Um, I'll move on to Spurs then. So for yeah. me, one of the best starts on paper. Uh, with Spurs assets, I think from game week one to eight, they only play in Man United away. Um, a lot of people I've seen on Twitter talking about, do they have Harry Kane as the big man up top? I think I'd probably edge more towards Son. Um, it is nine million price point, and then maybe have slightly cheaper attacking assets. You know, you've got Ings, Jimenez, even Vardy is, is cheaper than Kane this season. Um, from then, game weeks 9 to 13 is horrible. They play City at home, Chelsea away, Arsenal at home, and Liverpool away in five games. So Spurs will need to have picked up points in those first eight game weeks, I think, if they're going to challenge for top four this season. Um, yeah. And then, obviously, moving forward, I think they don't really have that great a run until the end of the season, where maybe 32 to 37. But, yeah, like I said, they're going to need points early on. Um, a lot of people, you know, Son could be a good placeholder um, if you want him in for the first few games of the season, get some points, or even Kane. You know, you can move Kane onto, onto an Aguero or, you know, downgrade him. A lot of people will own them to start with. Um, the other one, I think, has, has, you know, started to gain traction in the community is having Dyer in your... Um, yeah. I've seen that, yeah. Yeah, five million. Yeah, five million. I think he'll he'll be a really good asset and potentially one of those players that picks up bonus points. Yeah, he's the, he's actually the only one I've thought about. Um, I've potentially overlooked Son, um, especially with the fixtures. Um, it may be something worth considering, but obviously we've got a lot of midfielders out there to choose from. We do. There'll be um, a lot of five man midfields. Yeah, yeah, and I'm, I think I'm going to be one of them. Uh, game week one aside, due to my uh, benching. Um, I'll be playing a three-five-two, and um, I guess I could flip-flop from uh, another player around that price bracket into Son, but uh, it's going to be one for me to think about whether yeah. I really actually want Son on my team. Obviously, he's also got the potential to get sent off. He gets sent off quite a lot. <laughs> yeah, he's got he's got that little vicious moment, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. Um, he, I think he's uh, more sinister than you uh, believe. Uh, <laughs> uh, he, everyone was loving him when he arrived, and he's actually got a bit of a nasty streak in him. I think. I think. I think that's good for a player to have, though. I know sometimes you can take it a bit too far, but I think you need that little bit of uh, oomph behind you to to go that extra level. You, yeah, it can give you the edge. Like, uh, I mean, 
the likes of Rain, uh, Rooney, obviously, um, he had that in him. Sometimes you, you need it to play, but obviously it can go too far. But I think I don't think Son's one of those necessarily. But he ha- he has had a few, a few, a couple of reds. Yeah, I just want to see the way Spurs set up um, in that first game because you know it's at Everton at home, Saints away, Newcastle at home. They're, they're three fixtures you kind of want to target. So preseason might be worth worth a look at. And I know um, Son did well the other day in his preseason game, but it's hard to kind of ascertain. Oh, you know, this player's on form from from a few preseason minutes. So we'll have to wait and see. Maybe you know the last the last week. Um, check out how they've got preseason. Have a look at the kind of the formations that they've been playing, and see if we can jump on from there. Let's move on to West Brom, one of the new boys. Uh, I've just realised I've actually not actually looked into West Brom's fixtures. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've just I've just, I've just uh, Gone straight to Wolves, but I will. I'll have a look uh, now. Anyway, to, to be fair, um, I'd avoid anyway by looking. Yeah. Looking Leicester, Everton, Chelsea. Yeah, it's not. It's not, it's not great, is it? No, Pereira and Johnston aside, I think I wasn't even thinking about West Brom players to be honest. Um, and with those fixtures, I'd avoid. I'd wait and see if Pereira and avoid. Yep. No, agreed. And uh, I think. Just looking at, I had a little look earlier, and it was quite hard to pinpoint their best run. Maybe game weeks twenty-five to twenty-nine, seeming that the best game weeks to look at. But I think it's too far ahead in the season. And like you say, with West Brom, I think they're a void for now, other than maybe Pereira if you want to take a punt. Yeah, well, I think arguably you could do game week four through to a seven. I think yeah. that's a relatively decent run. Um, but the first three fixtures, I'd, I'd personally avoid and wait, wait and see. Agreed. Yeah, I don't think there's much point. And sorry to all West Brom fans, but I don't think there's a lot of point dwelling on them at the moment. I'll um, I'll right. jump into I'll jump straight to West Ham, and all I can say is fucking hell. <laughs> oh my, I feel sorry for West Ham fans. Um, I've seen and spoken to Irons, uh, part of the Wolfpack out there about about their run. I know in the in the Wolf pod, he was just like, "Yep, that's it. Ignore us. Move on." Because they've easily got one of the worst worst runs I've seen to start the season. They play. Arsenal away, Wolves home, Leicester away, Tottenham home, Man City home, and Liverpool away in that order from game weeks two to seven. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Like I bet when they came out of the uh, the fixture ticker, people must have been laughing behind the scenes. Yeah, I think Newcastle aside, it is a uh, very difficult run. Personally, I am not. 100% deterred. Uh, I've okay. got Antonio at 6.5 because I feel he's a great player at that price point. And I feel I feel like he can still deliver in big games and I'm willing to punt on him. I think he's a very good player and providing he still starts up front. Mm. Uh, if he gets pushed back to like wing back or something stupid, obviously he'll be straight out of my team. Yeah. Um, but if he's up front, I think he's a, he's a decent asset regardless of the fixtures. And you, there's obviously the debate of form versus fixtures, and I feel like he's one of those players that, when in form, is one you want in your team. Oh yeah, and if he starts up top with say Sebastian Heller, then um, I think they play quite well together. To be fair. Yeah, and and West Ham are known to raise their game in big big fixtures. They they, they like playing well against Spurs. They City aside, I think do do perform quite well. Yeah, well, I think um, even if you are put off. 
looking slightly further ahead, game week eight through to 20, they only play Man United and Chelsea as top six sides, mainly because they've got them out of the way in the first eight games, to be fair. But that might be a, a good time to, if you're not already on, you know, the likes of Antonio, Suchek, even Halle, um, depending on how well they've performed during those games, it might be a good time to then bring in West Ham assets because 12, 12 game weeks where they've got real favourable fixtures and we've seen, you know, they can perform, they can score goals. Yeah, yeah, they, 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 they've got the potential. Um, I think West Ham haven't had a good season for a while and I feel like this might be their first good season. For, for a couple of things. Um, maybe not the best start. No. But after that's out of the way, if they're not in the bottom three, which they have done well to not be in the bottom three. Oh yeah. I think um, I think they've got they've got they've got potential. Yeah, and I think they're priced favourably. So um, say you know a lot of people I've seen are on Mitrovic to start with, but when their fixtures start to turn game week, you know, or they play West Ham in game week eight. You know, from then their their fixtures turn. It might be a good time to maybe move from Mitrovic to Antonio. Did we did we do Fulham? I feel like we glossed over Fulham. I don't. I don't remember mentioning Fulham. Uh, I might have done. I think we did, but <laughs> but if we didn't, I'd if say did. uh, Mitrovic, who I've personally not got on my team, I think is a good option. I think uh, he is also a. A potential big game player. I think he has the potential. If Fulham are going to have a good season or even a okay season, he's going to be in amongst it. He's going to be the man to get them the goals. Yeah, I, I, I actually think we skipped Fulham. You know, it was me pulling you up on our Leeds and Leicester and the alphabet. We've we've completely lost over F. Yeah, I think we've, we've missed <laughs> Fulham. Uh, Fulham fans are going to be furious. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I think we, we completely missed them there. I, I did um, analyse them slightly. And obviously they've got a relatively kind start to the season, like we've mentioned, up to, up to game week eight when it turns. And that's maybe a good time to, to move from someone like Mitrovic. But then game weeks 20 to 26, even 27, they've got another good run. So for those wild carding late on, it might be a good time to at least have that full asset in there. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, Mitrovic is the one for me. Uh, anyone else, I personally wouldn't consider. Them. Yeah, I think Mitrovic is going to be very highly owned at the start of the season. Yeah, yeah, I've seen a lot of him in the community. Yeah, he's got he's got Premier League experience. He's got a good track record. He got what twenty six goals in the Championship last season, I think, off off memory. So, yeah, people are going to own him. I wouldn't be surprised if he's forty fifty percent owned um, come game week one. Right, shall I go on to Wolves? Go on then, last last team. So the last one, I'd say a fairly difficult start for Wolves. Um, but as we've seen from last season, they're more than capable against strong opposition. I wouldn't write them off. Uh, so I potentially owning the likes of Jimenez, Traore providing these starts, I think other players you'd want to consider, especially obviously Doherty as well. I think I've overlooked Doherty personally. Yeah. Um, obviously, you get more points for a defender scoring. Uh, or he's also quite co- common to get an assist, swinging yeah. those balls in for Jimenez. Um, I'd be looking. Uh, I think fixtures. Yeah, they're tough. They've got they've got City. They've got Sheffield United. Um, but other than that, you've got. You've got West Ham, Fulham, Leeds, Newcastle, Palace. I think that's, that's quite a good run. Yeah, you want really nice to have them in for that run. So 
I'd say game week four, think about getting the Bulls players in. Yeah, well, I think for me, I'm probably starting with Doherty because, or however you say it, I mean, there's so, so many iterations of his name out there. I do apologise to any Irish folk that hate the way we say it, but um, I can see him, you know, he could even get an assist against City. Like, it's proven. Oh, okay. All he's got to do is whip in that ball, him and his put his head in it, and, you know, bang, you've got an assist and he'll pick up bonus points. So I think I'm, I'll probably have him start the season. Um, I know there's been a lot of talk about Vinagre as well. However, um, there are rumours, obviously, that Wolves are in the market um, looking for cover there. So un- unless that's confirmed that he's a definite starter, I think I might avoid and just go straight to Doherty. I'm avoiding until they've cleared that up because it looks like they're going to sign um, yeah, a decent left-back in in, in there to, to start, obviously. It does, yeah. Well, um, I think that, that covers the fixtures. And again, apologies to, to Fulham fans who thought, shit, we've missed them. <laughs> but uh, we, we've had a few questions in, um, which is always nice to see. Should we start with... I'll pick the four. FPL Wilson. Um, he says, best trip sh- chip strategy. Is it better to plan transfers to get City in and United for game weeks two or three, or do we bench them instead of wild carding early? Wild carding late could help the blanks in game week 18. What do you think? I think we may have differing approaches on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, personally, for me, um, I'm going to bench the United slash City assets I want. So I'm benching Greenwood and Martial with a view to uh, using my transfer, obviously, as I mentioned earlier, on Salah or Aubameyang to move to KDB. Okay. Uh, I want those United assets already in my team ready for game week two. Um, I don't want to be worrying about potential price rises. I don't want to potentially forget to bring them in. I may just be happy with how the team's performing already and not even consider bringing them in, but I want them in long term. So I want to ensure I've got them in my team and I don't want to waste... uh, my transfers, too many transfers, trying to bring them all back in. I think like people are going to be taking hits. People are even talking about using wild cards. And I think it's a waste of your wild card. Um, I think you should, it's better used later on when you've got more of a view of the landscape in terms of players' points, uh, the gems that are emerging, like the general picture of it like it's still very early on game week two I think it's far too early to play your wild card oh, yeah. having said that I played mine in game week four last season that was my best ever season well, <laughs> it, does, it does work sometimes but no I'd agree I think playing your wild card that early particularly given the current situation as well obviously we've still got COVID um, we're unsure you know that there could be another breakout and uh, we could have blanks so I think to, to keep your wild card I think this season probably the season to keep it as late as you can. Um, That's a good point about COVID. I uh, hadn't thought of that. I think that, yeah, that could leave a uh, potential double yeah, to unexpected. There's still players positive. I seen on the news yesterday that I think it was Sterling um, attended a party. Um, it was for Usain Bolt, Usain Bolt's birthday party. And Bolt has tested positive um, following that. So now Sterling's obviously got to take the test. So, you know, if, if one person gets it, then we might see fixture cancellations again. So we'll have to wait and see. I do, however, disagree on benching Manchester assets, you know, both City and United. I'm of the opinion that I'll be bringing them in game weeks two, three, and four. 
just because I don't want to be seeing the likes of Fernandez and De Bruyne, you know, 20 odd million sat on my bench for that, that first game week. I can see, you know, the, the, the reasoning behind having them there and it does, but I think it, it could be worth having, you know, even if I have to take a minus four, it might be worth having the likes of Aubameyang, Son for that first game week um, rather than benching some of those big assets and not having to play the cheaper midfielders that might not pick up the holes that we expect. But no, I, I, I get your reasoning. So, <laughs> Yeah, I think it's a good, good debate to have. I think um, it's a risk versus reward. Like yeah. those players that you put in hall while I've got those players on my bench and bringing in, I've got, I've got to start the likes of Ferguson who maybe don't get a clean sheet, don't yeah. start. Uh, get one or two points then if you get Son who hauls or a defender that hauls yeah. then obviously I've I've made a mistake but I yeah I'm prioritising having my team ready and attractive for game week two that's the joys of SPL isn't it there's so many different ways of dealing with it yeah you say SPL huh? FPL okay <laughs> Wait, are we playing the Scottish game too now what? nah, nah. <laughs> not, not since Hearts got relegated so no you, you've given up <laughs> um, we've got another question, question from FPL Zombie who says following the poor end to the season will Liverpool struggle to play behind closed doors when the fans play such a big part of the game does it mean starting without their high priced assets um, is now an option I know Salah Trent I personally think no I think irrespective of the crowd being there I think Alexander Arnold, Robson, Salah, etc., will will perform. Yeah, I think their performance will be unaffected by the lack of atmosphere. I think you, on on the other side, you've equally got the other team without any atmosphere, which may which may improve the opposition still. Um, but I, I still think Alexander Arnold is going to still be bringing in the assists, the clean sheets. Yeah, agreed. I, I've I've toyed with the team, you know, with going no Salah, and it actually looks a lot more balanced. But I'm I'm scared to go without him in that first game. Oh uh, yeah, believe, especially uh, the first game. Fine you, you I I don't want to be, you know, seeing that I've gone the route of having no Salah. You know, I've picked up uh, maybe an extra midfielder because I've spent the money elsewhere to then not be able to bring him in because he's got a hat trick and I now can't afford him. Yeah, he could easily get. Uh, you, you'd be taking minus fours to bring him in if you don't have a, pri- a premium player at that price point. Yep. Obviously, if you've got like a Bamiyang, you can just do a straight swap, providing he hasn't risen. He may rise. He may rise to 12.6 and then it it's too be. late. Yeah. So, yeah, I think uh, I've got him in my team currently, Salah. Um, I think he's one you've got to have for at least game week one. And obviously, a season keeper, if you will. Uh, <laughs> I'm talking about shipping him out for KDB, but I've got to have a conversation with myself and think: Is it worth it? Who's yeah? Is it worth it? Yeah. Should I be breaking my back to get KDB in? Probably, but maybe Salah's not the man to make way for him. No, maybe not. I think that answers that one then. Um, We've got another question in from Ronerid Nine, who says: Chelsea attacking players seem too risky to touch given the rotation risk. The term Lampard lottery has been banded about. Should we expect any of the new sign-ins to be ever-present, or is it a wait-and-see? Personally, I think with Werner, I reckon he's going to be a starter. I think it's more the midfielders that I'd be concerned about. 
I'd say Werner's going to start up top and then he's probably going to rotate who's with him with uh, Giroud or Abraham. I think Werner will be in the starting 11, personally. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I think for the other two, it's for the two midfielders, it's a wait and see for me. But I think a lot of teams will have Werner and probably rightly so. Like, you know, they've got a decent start to the season, really decent start to the season. And um, if he's a focal point, you know, he could go big. So, yeah, it's just a shame about Pulisic, really. Real shame, well, especially at the fact that he's only 8.5, which came as a real surprise. And I think he's relatively well-priced in the uh, Sky FF game as well. So if uh, we start to see Sky fixtures, you know, Pulisic potentially we want to get on there. Um, final question comes from Teach Mode Andy, who's a great guy. Um, I'm in a group, group chat with him and he's always willing to give advice. His question is um, actually about Iron's team, West Ham. So... Is Suchek a no-go now with those fixtures, or could he come good with the way West Ham play? I know we touched on it a little bit, you know, and you mentioned West Ham play well against the big teams. What do you think? I think Suchek-wise, potentially he is a no-go. I'd say those fixtures are very, very tricky. Uh, But if Antonio is performing well, then Suchek's in in a chance with the assists. Mm. He could he could be in amongst it, and at five million, it's not really that much of a disadvantage if you've got him in your team. That's the thing. It's not like you're wasting nine million on a West Ham player. You're, it's five mil. I think you at that price point, it's 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 a good punt to have. It um, is, and I think it's a good punt. It's a really good punt, especially um, if he's your fifth midfielder at five million. You know, you're not going to play him every week. Um, you potentially you know, go four four two, or you know have three up top and whatnot. At five, he could he could sit on your bench and you could play him occasionally, or you might even get him off your bench if um, people are rotated and rested. I wouldn't be inclined to say he's a no go personally, but I can see why people would be put off by the West Ham pictures. Yeah, yeah, I say like if he was a higher price, I'd say avoid. But yeah. at his price, I wouldn't just write him off just because of the fixtures. No, agreed. Um, I think that probably draws this uh, this show to a, a nice conclusion there. You know, we've got the questions and whatnot. Hopefully, our fixture analysis has been useful for people and um, people have been taking notes. Obviously, again, <laughs> missing out Fulham. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, we may have covered it. I'm not sure. Yeah, no, it's been, it's been great speaking to you. We'll obviously cover up um, another show next week. And hopefully by then, Sky would have released the fixtures so we can start tinkering on Sky FF. Yeah, yeah, I'm uh, looking forward to that. Uh, new player to the game. Um, so right. yeah, I'm going to play that alongside the official FPL. Um, if you've got any questions for us, feel free to, uh, reply, to reply or tweet us at the Season Keepers on Twitter. Um, and we're all comments on YouTube or whatever platform yeah. you are viewing, listening from. And... Yeah, get them get those questions into us. Yeah, like, subscribe, share. You know, we appreciate the love at the moment, and it's great that we can continue to grow. So um, yeah, any, any any comments been really appreciated. Uh, you don't yeah. know how happy it makes us. We're doing this as it's a passion. It's something yeah. we enjoy, and yeah, we appreciate the feedback. Yeah, and on that positive note, it's um, it's bye from us. See you later, James. Bye.